0: Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bangle and Lee Pettis.
1: And <laughs> good morning Newburn, and welcome to City Talk live with Lee and Sabrina. And we are here today with you live on... Special Hurricane special Edition. Special Hurricane Edition 107.5. But... We are coming to you live on Facebook. Good morning, my Facebook friends. Morning, um, Facebook friends. Yes, and we're having a lot of fun with this Facebook live thing. I'm we just are. loving it. And first, before I do anything, shout out to the cores, to Shannon and Corinne and um, to uh, Mike Lentz and Ken Caps. They're sitting in Baker's kitchen, and um, they're they're listening. They're fans. Hey guys, <laughs> they're, they're so, listening
0: right from Baker's Kitchen. Right
1: from Baker's Kitchen, so I'm excited. But um, are they
0: having the boiled egg special?
1: Yeah, no, sorry, that's only for you, honey. You know how that goes. <laughs> all right, what are but you anyway, do? we're ha- great show. Want to welcome all our our guests today. Um, you know, our, all our people listening to us, whether it's on radio again 107.5, Facebook Live, our at City Talk page on Facebook. Uh, we are uh, live streaming. Uh, we are not live streaming on our website. We are not okay. Uh, it he will hasn't, be He hasn't figured that out again. But the show will be the show will be archived, right? The it show will be, be archived. archived on our site, which is talknewbern.net. You can email us at citytalk at talknewbern because we want you involved in this conversation. Text me. Text Lee. Go ahead and post. They're using post. my phone
0: for the, for, the, for the Facebook. That's okay.
1: So post something on our Facebook page and, and get involved in the conversation. So the big news today, Lee, is Hurricane Hermine. I want to say Hermione, but Hermine, it's Hermine. is. Hermine. And it has uh, made landfall in Florida. And thankfully, it is already downgraded to a tropical storm. So I don't think they got the impact they thought they were going to get. You know, I, I think there's a lot of it's flooding, It's feeling
0: though. really bad about itself after being downgraded from a hurricane to a tropical storm. It's actually heading into a tropical depression now.
1: Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Excuse me, Mr.
0: Weatherman. No, it's, I, hear, it, I hear
1: you're gunning it, for Skip's job, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um, it's coming. It is a tropical. It's if, if you guys are new to New Bern, one of the great things about living out here, far east coast New Bern, and, um, we're out no. here where the weather really comes alive. If you're new to New Bern, um, there's a lot of great things about it. And you know, as long as it's not a Category 5 or 4 or 3, the sky... These these weather systems really are something you can't experience somewhere else in the, in the rest of the world, and they they pose they pose a lot of uh, uh, challenges for for running a city uh, because they're gonna, this thing's going to dump like eight to ten inches of rain on us. That's as much as you get in three months. Well,
1: and you know the big the big issue too is as it is in Florida is the flooding, and as we saw in Louisiana, it is the flooding. You know when it's raining, 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 and the water has nowhere to go, it backs up, it floods the. Um, the rivers overflow, the waters, the storm surge, that's what the issue is. And, you know, was it five years ago when we had um, Hurricane Irene here I mean, that, you know, we kind of had to oversee? Uh, the bad news was the storm surge. We had such an uh, – There's like an eight-foot storm surge It was on that incredible, thing. and the flooding was incredible. I don't think I will ever forget my ride through – Uh, The Duffy Field neighborhood and seeing most of it underwater. I mean, it was really disheartening and it was just incredible to, um, you know, see what happened. And a lot of it happened, as we know, because of, you know, storm water management. We were not managing the storm drains. They were backed up, clogged up. I know uh, Maggie standing over there, her uh, building on Trent Road, that ditch over there was so clogged with stuff that uh, she, uh, you know, it got backed up and her. Her space was flooded, and that was a lot of the issue, but, you know, we tried to take some bold steps, and the bold steps we did is we implemented a stormwater management fee, and we tried Was it three bucks
0: or two bucks a month?
1: Yeah, you know, we we just felt we had to do something, and basically what our staff was telling us is that we needed more, um, you know, more staff. We needed people on a regular basis addressing... Our storm drains and addressing the fact that they were clogging up, that they needed to be cleaned out, because when we had these severe rains or flash flooding, uh, you know, it was backing up and causing, you know, pretty pretty much a lot of damage in the uh, vicinity of the storm drain.
0: So well, we one of the, one of the things about our our. our Our stormwater management system is a lot of those pipes, uh, a lot of the pipes that are down there, these old terracotta pipes, they're between 35 and 100 years old, and you've got... Well,
1: that's in downtown. That is correct. But on the other parts of town, it is not correct. The problem in the other parts of town... Is just lack of maintenance.
0: And that, no, that's you know, what and I was going to get And Trash
1: and stuff getting lack in there drives me crazy.
0: On the ones that, you know, prior to us taking office, there was no routine scheduled maintenance of the stormwater management pipes. And like I was saying, the, the older ones, the, they hadn't been maintained on a regular schedule. So, what we, you know, in order to move water through a pipe, you know what you have to have? room in that pipe to to move water so if there's roots in there if they're if they're cracked if they're grown up if they're broken you can't move water so we implemented a a stormwater management fund uh uh, it was going to be about a million dollars a year seven seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year three dollars a piece so that when floods come because like if you're new to newburn or if you haven't driven around i'm not suggesting driving around to see it but if you're new to newburn what what will happen is the um as soon as you get a wind blowing out in the ocean, like out by Cape Hatteras or out by wherever, that wind, especially in a case like uh, Hermine who's coming, will back all the water up like a giant bathtub from the, all the way down the noose. That water will overflow the banks, and and then it it's it's hard to dissipate it in, in a logical manner. You have to have a you have to have a logical pattern for doing it. And the places that get hit hardest are the places over really um, ward one your ward which um you know duffy field Dryborough. the people who can least afford to have uh cleanups or least afford to have uh problems like this they get flooded out i remember during hurricane irene um our good friend pat mccullough uh brought out trash pumps he went out of his way got i think maybe four or five uh three inch four inch trash pumps Can't remember which, and we set it up, and we actually drained me, Pat McCullough. I remember Bobby Astor was out there. Um,
1: Yo, Bobby Astor, I hope you're listening this morning. You were a a great help to us during that storm.
0: Oh, he certainly was. He was
1: was the FEMA king. You know, he he was so helpful with FEMA, and there was so much to do in trying to organize you know payments and and getting reimbursements and all of that for the damage that our city you know uh incurred and he did a great job and, and awesome job and you know job.
0: Irene was coming through and even at that point uh it was alderman Cutlaw um sorry i misspelled that Outlaw so <laughs> so alderman Outlaw was out there and he even jumped in he was out there with a pitchfork and uh, these storms these storms will, will um Bring us together if we let them bring us together. And and during that storm, we saw everybody pulling together: John Ryn, Jordan Hughes, Mark Stevens, all for the betterment of getting this water out.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, I hate to tell everybody this, but probably the biggest thing that came out of that storm was when then Alderman Outlaw threw then Public Works Director Mark Stevens under the bus. I know that laid him out on public TV. About how he wasn't doing anything in his staff and, you know, and gosh knows, oh, Mark you know was what? up to his eyeballs and he tried so hard and he worked so hard and did everything he was supposed to do and got literally, I'm telling you, I, I wish uh, the video might be archived somewhere. He literally got thrown under the bus well, and it was terrible. Well, I remember during,
0: during the midst of the hurricane, it was, it was that was a bad one. Um, power down, people's power was out for up to a week. Um, and it was a bad, it was a bad storm, and everybody was feeling good. I decided we needed to to call a press conference to say, "Hey, this is what's going on. This right. is where we are." You got up there, I got up there. We both said, "Hey, the city is doing a great job" because we were out there watching the city employees doing a great job. Uh, at that point, uh, Alderman Outlaw got on there and said, just lambasted the city employees, threw them all, and I didn't understand it in the middle in the midst of a, in the midst of a disaster. He's up there lambasting city employees telling them how they're all lazy, they're not doing anything. It just didn't make any sense no, to me. No, it
1: didn't make any sense to me either. And they they were they were trying, they were doing their best, but again we didn't have some of the resources we needed. And one of the outcomes, again, you know, when you have challenges you have to rise above them and you have to learn about those challenges uh and make it better. So the thing that came out of that was the storm water management that we really needed to do maintenance. To the drains and that is so important because again the trash everything gets in there so we implemented a system people don't like fees I get it but to me two dollar a month fee for residents and then of course um, how they did it for corporate business people was your um, average square footage of your uh, blacktop surface parking lot whatever storm runoff and so they they figured out the fee that way and it has really helped us in doing a regular maintenance schedule. So, therefore, what we had each month, you could see um, at the time Matt Montaigne was put in charge of this, where they were going to be, what they were cleaning out. And how they were going to, uh, you know, maintain it and fix some of the problems we have. And they've done a great job. But, you know. These guys un- gutted it. They, well, they, unfortunately. Outlaw I law
0: th- never saw any value in, in maintenance. It's like this. Sabrina, you, you, you live in a house. You live in a house in a, in a wooded area. You got gutters on your house. Storm gutters on your house to take the water off and drain it properly. Now, you don't maintain the gutters. What happens? It gets filled up with leaves. Those things get weighted down. Your, your roof starts rotting and the house crumbles. And that is really what happens. So once a year. Whether you like it or not, you're going to have to pay somebody, or either that or climb up the three stories. And I'm afraid of heights, so I'm not climbing up three stories to, to, to get the leaves out of my gutter. You got to do it. It's just called well, regular maintenance. If you're going to you own know, a house, I, you do it. I think if you're it's own a, city, a, yeah, do I do it. think
1: it's an important thing to do, and it's important that we continue to fund this and do it. I know that was one of the things they were looking at trying to cut. Did we really have to pay for it? Of course, you know. Then Alderman Outlaw did he voted against it? He didn't want to bring any more fees. And uh, you know, sometimes that's the trouble with government. People, you have to use common sense. I wonder if he and the common sense was that you know we have got to maintain. These are public assets: storm drains, sewer. What these are assets that our city has, and they must be maintained. You know, it, it's just like a house. His, I
0: wonder if he maintains his car, do you, you go, know, or oh, his I...
1: house or whatever. You've got to do these. things. I don't things. want to change the
0: world this year. Well, well, you don't have to change the oil; you save yourself thirty-six bucks. But in the long run, your your car is going to crumble. I, so I, mean, I
1: hear you. I hear you. And and so we need to to stay on top of it. So let me let me talk to our listeners out there and and tell them some of the things that are going on. Um, the city has sent out a press release that they were preparing for the storm, and you know they've filled up their fuel tanks; they're ready to go. The storm water pumps. Now another. Uh, outcome of of Hurricane Irene that we learned a lot of lessons from was the Jack Smith Creek project. Oh yeah, and you know that was a pretty awesome project. And for those of you who don't know where that is, if you come down Simmons Street at the right before the intersection of Simmons Street and Oaks Road on the right, you see this kind of field. It looks pretty natural. You're not sure what's going on. And that is basically for stormwater retention and purification. Purification, and it gets cleaned out there, and it's all a natural process. It was done with the help of a grant from the state and NC State University. Actually,
0: Mayor Bayless and his group started started
1: that. That, that is correct, and uh, we got to see it come come to life, and the the idea is hopefully it's going to pull water it will be pulling water from the Duffy field area which is naturally it's it's basically in the bottom of the curve you know so the water tends to run all there from everywhere else this way it pumps it out it gets it out of those neighborhoods and then it's treated well it's basically aerated in these fields and becomes good clean water that can go back into the river,
0: and it keeps it keeps Duffy Field and the 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 point of Duffy Field and Dryboro and whatever that area is close to the river, but it, that area actually drains a much larger area that goes up towards Noose Boulevard Correct. and up by the hospital, yeah, and all up behind the hospital. Simmons
1: Street. That area, it's just and it, so
0: if if Duffy Field and Dryboro can't get their water out, if it just stays there, the right. water piles up and houses out in Ward Four, the the right. The, well,
1: Ward Three too. I remember. Um, Alderman Booker, you know, he had those people who lived off of uh Simmons Street who were totally flooded in their houses. I mean, it was just awful oh, and you we worked were, yeah. really hard on Who's that, that la- area. Who was that
0: lady? I, I can't remember her name but she lived at the end of that block down there and she made the best seven-layer cake. We would go down there. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> I looking forward to storms <laughs> but I was looking forward to her calls and even though she was angry about angry and wanted things done, she, every time we went over there she'd right, give us the right. best seven-layer cake. So the, so, Actually, the, seven layers. so
1: the press release tells us that the city storm water pumps are that are located At Jack Smith Creek and East Rose Street, which is again over there behind um, this field we're talking about. Um, they'll be they're operating, they've been prepped to receive increased flood water during and after the storm. The pumps will come on automatically as the water levels rise. Um, additionally, public works staff are doing what? Cleaning drainage outlets along major corridors prior to the storm. That's called maintenance. That's what your money is going for. It's important. Um, street barricades will be pre-positioned in event roads become unsafe or the water rises. So be looking out for that. You know we know Union Point tends to flood pretty quickly onto East Front Street. Look at that. Um, somebody told me that it was flooding in front of Baker's Kitchen, and it's probably because the storm drains are clean. But I don't know. They don't like me very much. So I don't know if they want to clean my storm drains. They're probably saying flutter out, flutter out. But anyway, um, Matt Montani, if you're listening, will you come and clean the storm drain out in front of Baker's Kitchen because they uh, have those
0: giant. Vacuum cleaner, we don't want to get wet over
1: there. Uh, of course, um, um, you know, the low lying areas that they uh, identify are Woodrow, Duffy Field, Second Avenue, North Hills Drive is the street that became really uh, flooded, Cooper's Landing, parts of Oaks Road, Hazel Avenue, and Atmore Drive. So, you know, these are areas that they're really. King in on. Of course, there's extra law enforcement in place. They've um, upped the number of uh, patrolmen on duty right now. Uh, the city has gotten its uh, hurricane preparedness center ready, which is out there on Highway 55 at the old water plant. And you know, hey, uh, in the spirit of transparency, I voted against it. I was not in favor of going all the way out there. And that's because I guess I felt you know.
0: If you have a hurricane reaction team, it should be downtown.
1: You know, but I get, I I understand now, and I it's a beautiful facility. They did a great job in getting all the resources they need out there. Mike Epperson did a really good job. I didn't agree with him, but he did a good job in doing that. Um, and I get that the uh, city hall. It's an old building. It's got issues. I mean, during that storm, they had water coming in the windows. It was leaking. They didn't have the resources they need. So I. I do understand that. It's just that, you know, I can't, can't get to them quickly. You know, you feel like you're um, so far away from them. But I understand they basically lock themselves. They hunker down. They lock themselves in there. And they're in there doing the job of tracking the storm, you know, responding to emergency calls, trying to keep people safe. And that's what it's all about. They're there to concentrate.
0: In in a little town, you know, if, you, if you're new here or if you're a recent transplant or if you just want to know um, – one of the great things about living in Newburn is you you actually know the names of the people who are going to protect you and serve you. And, and the most you know, aside from the police and, and aside from the police who are gonna keep us uh, safe that way, the most important guy in the next four or five days is John Wren of the electrical department. Mm-hmm. If you wanna know mm-hmm. if you wanna know why it is so important for us to have an electric department here in New Bern, is because we have the equivalent of a Uh, A rapid response team, SWAT team. John Wren's guys are out there. He runs the electric department. These guys are Johnny on the spot. You call them up. These guys are on call 24-7 during these storms. They will be out there. If you wonder why your electric only goes down for a little while, uh, even though the the infrastructure may be really, really old, it's because John Wren is is on top of it, uh, and he's making sure you get your electricity back up and running as fast as possible. And you know what that guy also does? Uh, routine maintenance on all of his on all of his lines, routine maintenance on his infrastructure and he 's got the foresight to just go out there and make it happen so I'm not going to say there's not going to be power outages, but I'll tell you, you call Newburn Electric, John Wren and his guys are the most professional. You know, they go to that the electric rodeo every year, and I, th- I think they go out someplace. Um, it's different places all mm-hmm. over the country. They compete mm-hmm. against everybody all over the country, climbing these poles, right. splicing they're, this stuff. Yeah,
1: they're really they're they're really awesome, and you know, John is so professional and has such a uh, awesome background in what he does, and the beauty of us having our own utilities now you know all problems aside yes we have higher rates
0: no sabrina that you know we're, we're closer but,
1: but yeah 11. i understand but i don't want we're still but you get what you pay for i'm sorry you get what you pay for and in an emergency like we saw in hurricane irene there was john and his staff and crews from around the country coming to help us and he got our power back days before CP&L back then, Duke Progress Now, got theirs on. And I felt so sorry because some of my friends in Trent Woods were calling me, Sabrina, can you help us? We have no power. We have no power. Sorry, can't do anything to help you. You know, But the city of New Bern people, I could at least have some communication with John and say, what's going on? He'd say, hey, give us another few more hours. We're working out a transformer out this line down. You know, when you get trees coming down. They take the lines down. You got to get the trees removed before you can get the lines back in place. But by having our own utility, we can respond more immediately than a company that isn't really here. So, you know, um, I know Alderman Odom, which I totally disagree with him. Oh, he wants to outsource everything. Yeah, he really wants to outsource this. You know, he feels like he's going to do something great for our city, but you know in the, the big, in the big picture in the big picture you know come on lisa no, ridiculous serious. oh i'm it's well not i don't, i disagree the biggest the biggest thing you could do is support these great men and women who work in this department and all that they do for our city and the fact that we have it you get what you pay for and i'm really glad we've got a great city with a great utility, and we just have to smooth out the rough edges. And, you know, I, I again, another... The rough edges
0: are City Hall. You know,
1: that's the, well, true, but another <laughs> great praise for John Wren. You know, he's currently got a committee that he's working with right now. He's formed a committee of citizens and our elected officials and people talking about moving our uh, electric utilities forward. A strategic plan, hello, a strategic plan, for the future of utilities and electric here in New Bern. And he's really trying to, you know, work with the people. And that's what small town is all about. That's what we can do as a power. You know, when you outsource everything, you lose control. We outsource to China, and look what we've well, done. Well, no, you and, know? That's what, so, and that's you know.
0: what I, I kind of feel like. I find I kind of feel like uh, Odom and Outlaw, they got the dummy's guide for running a government, but they didn't get the correct
1: uh, – hold on. No, no, nice. no. And you could be I'm, nice and say the that same is, thing.
0: It, there's a there's books out there the dummies got to sorry this. The you could be that. nice and say the same but thing but I feel like they got that book and said well and they got some key buzzwords outsource outsource fiscal responsibility fiscal responsibility but look if you don't know what the words mean or how to implement them you don't outsource our electric department you just don't do it you don't outsource maintenance on our cars I was looking on uh, Alderman uh, Al, or Odom's website he was on there we want to outsource maintenance to, of our cars to places we want to outsource the electric department.
1: So he what would- he's saying is they don't want any more city employees. So That's exactly So to me, right. what does that do to create the morale? And I... I, morale, I, accountability. If morale accountability. That's what he wants. A if that's what he wants, then show me his strategic plan. Post your strategic plan for what your overall vision is for the city. Tell me, I want to outsource A B C and D because we're going to get X amount of dollars in, we're going to pay X amount of dollars out, and this is what my outcomes. Guess you know, any what? good business person The studies you, have been you done write because the entire time we, with it. we
0: the entire time we were on the board, then alderman outlaw kept asking for studies on outsourcing he got studies on outsourcing everything even outsourcing us i mean he, i mean, he, and he outs- did didn't he oh yeah he no he never outsourced me but if the problem is is that the problem is is that when every study came back and said it's cheaper to do it in-house it's cheaper to, it's more efficient to do it in-house and he won't stop and now he's got now he's got his minion uh alderman odom Beating the same dead drum. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, I, and fortunately, it's the same I, dead I drum to, I have to agree with you there. I would say it in different words, but I am really, I, you know, I feel bad because I, I agree that I think the mayor is just feeding his agenda to Alderman Odom, and and I, I he tried to feed his agenda to me. He tried to feed it to me, and I told and, him to go stick it. Well, and well, I didn't in those exact words. Well, and I didn't do that, and you know, I, I guess I was. Doing it for a while there before I ever got into office because I really bought into the program. I said, Dana, but once those are I bad, edu- ideas. Once you I have educated bad ideas. Myself, once I educated myself and kind of moved on, I felt that you know it was wrong and I didn't agree with it. And that's when you know a lot of the, our disagreements started. And, and When our, you tell them no? Well, yeah, it's just I just didn't agree. And I was not going to be a puppet for anybody's agenda. You mean Joey you know? Bear? You know, I'm I just not going to be a puppet for anybody's agenda. And so I'm just, you know, I wish that. I know the thoughts that I see coming or the posts I see coming from Alderman Odom are um, uh, the mayor's agenda hook, line, and sinker because I've heard it for years. Written I've known by it for Bro- years. Joey Bear. I've known it fed for years.
0: To, to, but it's <laughs> fine. It's another year of these guys. Look, hey,
1: let's 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 do one other thing, though, before we get off the storm here. You know, if you're out there right now and, and your street's starting to flood or whatever, you see some issue, let us know about it. You know, tell us how you're feeling about the whole storm prep. Uh, make sure you call City Hall. We want to make sure that everybody is safe regardless uh, if the storm is downgraded or not. We want to make sure our citizens are safe. You need to be, you know, if you need to contact the city, if you have a power outage, you should be calling 636-4070. That's the utility department. You can leave a message. Tell them where your outage outage is. And, um, you know, of course, you can always call the police. Call 911 if it's an emergency. Um, Also, listen to the city's emergency alert system, which is the code red system. And just try to keep yourself informed. Stay up to date. Uh, you can always go to the city's uh, face uh, website, excuse me, which is newburn-nc.org, O-R-G, and everything hopefully will be there. I hope they're updating it. Also, another note is that uh, the Newburn Aquatic Center will be closed today and tomorrow because of the storm. So just wanted to get some well, of Well, you those. could just go swim in your <laughs> streets. Yeah, I wanted to get some of the, that information out there. So um, again... <clears throat> you know it. It's coming. It's not going to be as bad as it was, but we want everybody to be safe.
0: And and just take note that um, you know we, we we talk, but you have we got, talk
1: because we love.
0: Yeah, but we, we talk, but you have the, the you have the most brilliant department heads. Mark, uh, uh, sorry, Jordan Hughes. You know, Mark Jordan Stevens Hughes, is a smart guy, and, and Mark Mark Stevens as a public works director is a very smart guy. So in this capacity today, in this capacity. To, uh, in this capacity today, Mark Stevens would be great. Public Works Director Jordan Hughes over in the water. John Ryn, um, the Police Department. You've got great city employees are going to are going to get you through this. Hey, on another note, tourists spend 131 million dollars in Craven County in 2015. This just in, last week, tourists spend 131 million dollars in the county in 2015. And guess guess what? Uh, guess whose store is uh, is uh, on the front page
1: uh the pepsi store yes all the right the pepsi store
0: is and you know that it's it, you you made the you made the um the pepsi store made the 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 paper twice this week and i guess you had a you were there i wasn't there but it, lara trump laura trump
1: yeah Lara trump and she was absolutely delightful whether you like mr trump or not is not the issue she was a guest in our city and she was welcomed accordingly, and she was delightful. She is a native North Carolinian. Where's she born, from? Born and raised in Wilmington, and went to NC State. And like I said, she couldn't have been nicer and so sweet with all the people that were in the store. That there was children in the store, she really took time with speaking to them. Was she nice, lady? Oh my God, beyond nice and just well spoken. So nice, very friendly. Really down to earth, I found her very down to earth, and uh, we were just very Look, very happy to have her in our store. Did, always happy to have any guests in our store
0: did did you get to ask her questions at all?
1: uh yes, yeah, she did a full um you know a, a talk to people and people you know did ask questions and I see where her her father in law is coming to uh greenville next week
0: let's well, see i don't i don't follow national politics that much because I think all politics is local and you know Po- national politics is at a sixty thousand foot level. They say what they're going to say, and most of the time it just doesn't get down. It doesn't trickle down to to us. I haven't seen it trickle down to us in my lifetime. I've never felt I've never felt an impact from national politics in my lifetime, except for I came up. I guess the first one I remembered was Nixon, and I got a bad taste in my mouth after Nixon. After that, you go right on right into uh, right into what was the guy Clinton uh, Clinton and his things, and then. Bush, hey, I, don't even, I don't really you know. care about national politics, but did you ask her, hey, what difference does well, this campaign make on New You Bern? know, th-
1: this is what we talked about, and I, I, I did make these comments inside the store in welcoming her, that, you know, New Bern is small-town America. Caleb Bradham was all, the inventor of Pepsi-Cola, was all about, he was a small-town entrepreneur that had an idea, loved his community, and... And this idea became a worldwide, international, billion-dollar company. And it, it, it just goes to talk about the fact about small towns, what comes from small towns. I think, it, you know, New Bern and cities like New Bern across the United States represent what's really right about this country in all the midst of what's wrong. You know, here's a small, thriving community where people care about other people, where church doors are open to whoever and whatever, where community centers are open, where people gather together in times, in good times and bad times and help people. And, you know, I'm I'm all about that. I'm all about that. And that's what I told her. That was the beauty of what happened on that corner of Middle and Pollock Street, you know, a hundred plus years ago. And... You know, it can still happen today. And you've got to believe that it is about small town America. And I appreciated her visit to our city. And you know, I invite Mrs. Clinton or her family or whoever her surrogates are to come and find out about small town America because I I truly believe in my heart that's what makes this country great. Well, no, that's all I got to say about
0: that. That's (laughs) that's the very (laughs) Forrest Gumpian thing. That's all I'm going to say about that.
1: (laughs) Didn't Forrest Gump always say that? He
0: did. (laughs) Well, no, and, and one of the one of the interesting things coming down here, making my home here, is that I always looked at it backwards. That I always lived in big cities, and I wondered what people did in small towns. I never knew. We drive by small towns, never knew. But what the people in small towns do is they live. They create. They we create. Not they. We create businesses where you know hundred and twenty employees at a time, stirring the national economy. Living, producing good kids, you know then they get up to the cities and it 's all investment bankers and all uh, you know all about the globalization of market, but globalization really really doesn 't um, factor into what we do here on a daily basis and and they they really have to know that i don 't know what to make of it I really don 't know what to make of uh, of this whole election, and one of the things that I talk about a lot with my clients is because you want to talk about ground floor i 'm here with the poorest of the poor who are committing economic crimes, you know selling a little bit of pot because they don 't have any selling a little bit of this, the lowest level of who are going back and forth to jail and you know while i don 't i'm you know i 'm not a huge trump supporter uh, what I did not hear very many people are now, and what I did hear out of his campaign was that. Nothing, you know, as much money as people say they're pumping into the African American community to, to get uh, to, to solve these problems, nothing is going to be solved. I, I, mean, I mean, I
1: couldn't agree with you more. Even that a is blind one squirrel thing. grabs a
0: nut once yeah. in a while, and that yeah. is a nut that resonates with me. Right. What do we do? Enough of the chit chat, enough of wasting $300 million, $500 million on elections. Get down here, Mr. Trump, Ms. Clinton, Secretary Clinton, get down here. And look at what we're look at what we have here. Look at what we have.
1: So you know, it's still it's been a good 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 week in our little town. It's been good, but I'll tell you the other thing that's been happening this week. I've, I've been stopped a lot by um, a lot of our citizens and people wanted to talk about Don't our get show me started our show from last week, and what they were talking about is our discussion of the pay raise aye, for aye. Um, the city manager, and it was interesting. But I have received some phone calls. And I've received um, some information from city employees who have stopped me on the street um, expressing, let's say, their real disappointment for what happened and and disregard for them. Now, you know.
0: Explain to everybody, if you weren't listening last week, what happened?
1: Well, the, the Board of Aldermen, which they're supposed to do, they do a yearly review of the city manager. They are supposed to do that. And in their yearly review, um, they uh, gave – uh, the city manager, a bonus, a, a $7,500 bonus plus a raise. Well, he got a raise. Uh, last year, he got a 2.5% raise in last fiscal year because all the employees got a 25 so he got that raise. And then he got a $6,500 bonus last year. This year... He got a 1% raise because all the employees got a 1% raise. But, you know, the thing that bothers me, it's 1% of about $150,000. That's a heck of a lot more than somebody who makes twenty-five dollars or $30,000. So, and then he got the $7,500 bonus. Brings and, them
0: up to about $157,000 a year. Correct.
1: And, you know, that that's just disappointing because I just find it very interesting that they would do that. I think there does need to be a bonus structure in place. There needs to be something. But I I don't know. I, I just don't agree. Now, you know, I'm sure Alderman Odom will come back at me because the mayor will tell him, and he can look in the record to see this, that I fully supported a $10,000 bonus for Mr. Epperson um, towards the end of our term. And the reason I did that is that, you know, Mr. Epperson had a lot of good qualities, and he was an extremely capable city manager. And he was probably making under the par for a person of his experience and, it was and still level less than Mark Stevens. and you know there was a chance that he was going to leave us and go somewhere else and I thought you know it happens in the business world every day it's a tool of negotiation where you want somebody to stay and you negotiate something and You know, we we didn't offer him a raise. I I firmly believe that the city manager is a contract employee, first and foremost, appointed by the Board of Aldermen. And since his contract is negotiated, he should not participate in the employee's raise. I'm sorry, I don't think he should. I agree with you. He makes the highest salary in the city. He should not, you know, he is not hired. He's appointed. He should not. So he shouldn't get those yearly raises. Now, it's up to the Board of Aldermen if they want to either Give him a raise via the review, that's fine, and or a bonus, that's fine, but I don't think he should get both. I just don't think he should get both. This is a small town. You know, it's laughable to me that uh, someone like Alderman Odom would talk about, you know, outsourcing, you know, electric or this to save money, and here they are doing this. You know, that's the first 101 of no of, of owning a business and looking at salary no con- management congru- and what have you. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting their thought process. And um, I, I did want to comment that um, people were writing comments on the, um, I guess the Facebook page or on the, the Sun Journal Sun Journal yeah. website. And you know, somebody was complaining that they didn't like the idea, and Alderman Odom responded saying that you know, the city manager was responsible for lowering the, lowering the electric rates and doing oh, this. Oh, good and, God Almighty. And that he's really? the CEO of this big corporation. Aye, aye, aye. And and a couple of things I want to say, I do want to pull that apart a little bit and, and speak to that, is that, one, um, Alderman Odom is correct. The city manager is the CEO of the city. He manages a $134 million budget, you know, that – uh, is overseen by department heads. He 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 takes care of the day to day business of our city. He does the strategic planning, what have you. But I don't I don't see that in, right, in, in Mark. And, and you know, I just I I understand. I like Mark. I do too, and let me tell you something. When he got hired here, I was so excited to welcome him on board as a public you
0: know, works director. He,
1: yeah, he, we he hired had him. never he had never been in in a true high position of leadership. Nope. he was hired as an he was an assistant. Came here, he got his first chance to be a director, and you know, after what three years, then he becomes a city manager. That concerns me, and that his are his, you know, where was the experience? You know, I could say that. Second, where was the strategic plan? Third, lowering electric rates. You know, Alderman Odom, let, you know, I will debate you on this all day long. It would be like debating the process, a stump. The, the process was started, you know, for six years. You know, it, it was started. We got in this fight with them. We did what we had to do. Yes, you got lucky. They bought out you know the debt. If you still had the debt, I don't the only thing you could have done was totally shut off the transfer and then you would have had to fire a lot of people. Right, so to- I mean, there was there was things to do. So that's one issue. The other issue is that a lot of the strategic planning you're doing seems to be more defensive planning rather than offensive planning. Offensive planning means you've got a plan and you get to your your leaders and your people and you bring the plan together and then you get out there and you sell it. What you, you seem to be doing is putting the plan out there before you get to the people. Example would be the whole debacle with Christ Church. Now, here your city manager puts together a plan to build a parking deck or whatever on the same side as City Hall that would encompass taking up Christ Church property and First Citizens property. Well, you didn't talk to Christ Church, and then you know the people at Christ and Church they said got, no, and then they said no, and it just led you, you wasted and spun a lot of wheels. You hired the School of Government, spent extra money for them to develop a plan that is not workable. That is not good strategic planning. And I just so instead they you know, got the I, Turd Mahal there across well, the street from the yeah oh you know that's a, another thing for another day and I you know I, I it was funny because I was talking to the governor about that and I'll the save Mahal? that I'll, I'll I'll save that for another day all right but you know I I just want to see the sense in this and again you know um, somebody said to me then why don't you post on the page and in rebuttal to Alderman Odom and and for those of you that are listening out here today. Um, I don't know that that's what I want to do. I don't know that I want to go tit for tat with anybody. I ha- I am happy to debate the facts. I'm happy if Alderman Odom thinks I'm wrong. I'm happy Why the Why is he the yeah, one talking? Is he the mayor of the city? That's what I'm saying. He's the only one, one talking. I Nobody, did some research there is this no week. leadership in our city right now, and that's correct. But I, 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 the, the I feel like, you're giving, a, I feel like you're giving misinformation um, in, in answering that person's question. And I guess so, to the person that wrote the statement, Uh, in the paper if you'd like you know call me go ahead email me tell me uh what you're thinking and i'll try to answer your questions as best as possible but i will answer them with facts and figures i won't just give you the stump speech well Um, here's the
0: deal here's the deal you know mayor the
1: volume is not good just so you know okay
0: all right here here's the deal the uh the um what happened was they gave Mark Stevens one hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars this year total, right? And so Alderman Odom, for some reason or another, uh, the the least senior member on this board has now become the spokesman because uh, Dana Outlaw doesn't trust himself to speak, is what I think. And so he comes out and he says, "Well, this guy's this guy's the CEO of the city. This guy deserves this money because he's the CEO." Blah blah blah. We put a lot of we put a lot of effort and time, and he's the CEO. Well, look. Here's the deal. Alderman Odom... There isn't a corporate year-old joke. There isn't a corporation out there who would find the least senior member of a staff and make him the CEO and to confer the title of CEO on the junior, on the most junior member of a leadership team and say, you're now the CEO and now we're going to pay you a lot more and then expect everybody to buy into it. You could have gone out and gotten, you could have gone out and gotten a, a meter made by the same logic said now the meter made is the- And I'm telling you, what it comes down to is if you're going to pay CEO dollar, if you're going to pay CEO dollar – and the reason I voted to give Mike Epperson the raise was because Mike Epperson had decades of experience in training as a CEO for a city. Mark Stevens was a junior member of of a team with no leadership ability. Why did – could they have picked a real well, CEO? Yeah. So don't sit there well, in the paper. But, and, to, and, hold know, on. I'm just.
1: I'm just concerned at the spending. You know. Don't. don't we, call, what we're doing I, is dog one Charlie side could of be them, a CEO if What we're I put doing him in there. is on one side of the fence. We're saying we're cutting the budget. We're saving money. We're doing this. We go out and we hire a hundred plus thousand dollar assistant city manager. We keep up in the sa- upping the salary of the city manager. And we're still in a town here. A CEO. There's not a there's not a clear vision. There you know, I just I get concerned. You know, we 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 did what is it called uh, Triumph Palace Point or comments, oh, you God know. You know, I I I think that's it's beautiful. It's great. Where's the plan? How are we connecting all that? Is that part of a bigger plan? Tell us what you're doing. It just like it came up out of nowhere. Okay, we're doing it, you know. And and then you know another part. Okay, we're doing it, you know. Tell us what's going on. Let's let's get part of that plan. Let's work. Together. There's and, no cohesive and, narrative. And, and You know, I, I, with all of our fussing, and, you know, I'm I guess fussing, we're fussing, ranting, truth. raving, whatever. I have yet begun um, to
0: rave. Era. I have not yet begun to rave or oh, rant. So I bad. tell you that. You're I'll so tell bad. you right that okay. right now. Simmer I can down. Simmer, simmer down. down. Ikpinina rava.
1: But I want to – you know, there are so many good things that that do happen in the city, and we have a great future ahead of us, but we've got to come together. We have to be more open. We have to be transparent. We need a city hall that is willing to step out there and be part of the plan and not do the plan and tell us this is what you're getting. We, you have, to put so their, I, f-
0: we have to put their future behind us. That's what it is. We have to put their future behind us because their future has no vision. And you, you can debate these points time after time after time. But when you, got, when you got a board of aldermen who sits back and rests on the laurels of what we did, everything that they claim they did, lower electric rates, you didn't do it. We did it. They, the bridge. They gave away the bridge. You didn't do that. I did that. Uh, the housing authority reforms. You didn't do that. We did that. You're running on our record and you're, and great. But two of us can't run on our record. The, the facts are true. The facts are the facts. Stop running on a record. Stop running on my vision and on Sabrina Bengel's vision. It's just disingenuous. You can now stop. Or anybody else. Danny's or
1: anybody else's vision. Stop running on our
0: vision and stop trying to sell a load of garbage to the people because everybody in the city knows what it is. We We do need to come together. We
1: do need to come together. We need to.
0: I told Harrison that I invented the word it. And I had him convinced for a long time. (laughs) I said, but before before the word "it" was, and for a little while he believed me. But now he won't even debate me on because he knows I didn't invent the word "it." And that's and it was fun trying to convince him that I invented the word "it," but I didn't. So we won't debate it anymore. Odom, outlaw, the rest of you guys, you you haven't done, uh, you don't have a vision. We're not going to debate you on it. All we can do now is go, hey, let's let's show what a vision truly looks like. In our department heads, honestly, getting back yeah. to our department heads. You know, John Wren, Jordan Hughes, um,
1: Matt Montaigne Ma- doesn't awesome have jobs. These the guy guys truly great.
0: are the they are like the keepers of the sacred flame of vision. And they keep it hidden in secret little places so that the so that the, the city hall doesn't blow out the flame of vision. Right. And and and, and you know, Jeff Ruggieri. These guys have they, they have secret ceremonies where the truth and this and this kernel of of vision gets to come right. out. And as long as you know, my, my biggest job as was keeping Outlaw from going over and annoying Mike Epperson. I, I he that's what he did. And that was my biggest job. It's like Alderman Outlaw, you are not to go and tell May or the Epperson, what to do? I did that on a weekly basis.
1: Well, but I don't. Just know, don't go no, annoy Wait him. a second. Wait a second. Five
0: inch pipes and you a know, four inch pipes. No, three I'm, inch pipes <laughs> and a two inch pipes. I'm two from the old school pipes. here. Stop it. I'm
1: from the old school a whole here. Lot of and an alderman has the right to go into the city manager's office, the alderman and the mayor at any time and speak to him. He is our. Or he or she is them. our.
0: You can't direct him without board. Without, that's correct. Without board You vote. cannot
1: tell him to do something. And Ode,
0: or outlaw never got that. He would go in could, and direct them could, yes, what to do. Yes, you are do. correct.
1: You, can add, you could say, I have this, you know, I, I was in there many times saying, I have this issue. I need help. Can you do that? But you can't go in there and say, you will go out today and clean all the storm drains in, you know on this street. Um, he could say it's an issue. It's a problem. You can do that but you just you can't direct them to do something it has to be a majority of the board which is four which means you have to have a meeting cuz it has to be in a public Oh,
0: you know those pesky meetings and the pesky rules. <laughs> you're gosh, so you're bad. I'm with you, you are on this so one. Bad. No, I'm with you on this one Mayor outlaw. Those pesky meetings and rules and laws, they just get in the way of doing what you want to do. And I agree with you, just disregard them. <laughs> they don't apply to you <laughs> Dana. They don't apply to you. you Forget are so it. Bad. No, it's so much easier to get stuff done if you do it in back okay, rooms and being I'm gonna. I'm gonna
1: change direction Uh on you now. Pirates. Um, No, not yet. Pirates. We're almost ready for the pirates. But hey, tell me about the days in building. Do we know if the owners of the property got an injunction against the city? Do we know that?
0: Well, what. The, there's no information spreading out. Okay. No information. Yeah, coming it's out. really
1: quiet. Nobody. It's, I can't seem to find it,
0: anything. No information gets out, and, and so I don't know. I I did as uh, Neil, our producer, was talking about. I have been stalking. Uh, I gathering information the only way you can, and I do a lot of I do a lot of research to try and find out what's going on in the city. Um, the only one who appears to be talking, the the leader of the city, is. Uh, Appears to be Odom because he's the only one who will will say anything. It's mostly incorrect nonsense. But what I think what I think is happening is I think they did get the. the I, I'm not. I wouldn't bet my life on it. But I would say that's more likely than not that they got the injunction. Nothing's on the Nothing's on the city hall website. And from Odom's Facebook page, it looks like they got the injunction, although I can't tell. For the listeners, what happened was
1: the the city uh, voted to demolish the Days Inn building, and the owners went to court and got – and asked for an injunction to stop the demolition. And I believed it was supposed to be heard last week, go before the judge last week, and I haven't heard any more. So I'm thinking, because it's been so quiet, that the owners did get the injunction, which means the demolition, that process has stopped for the time being. But I
0: cannot – I can't be certain of it because there isn't isn't any real information. I looked on – uh, Johnny Ray's Facebook page And it doesn't exist Although he does have Two computers and, uh, At the city's <laughs> expense so And a bad. printer Now Here's a guy Who doesn't know How to use a computer Has two city computers And a city printer And the city supplies The ink for it and yet he doesn't know, he couldn't identify a computer in a lineup. There's a squirrel, a computer, oh, and a, a picture of something you yellow. Just don't ever he would stop, not. Do you? No.
1: It is what it is. You just don't stop.
0: I don't stop because it's ridiculous. A guy who can't use a computer has two computers at the city expense. Is that not ridiculous, Sabrina?
1: Yeah, that is ridiculous. There but, you, you go. Know. Hey, look, I just got an email from... Pirates? No, I just got an email from my, my good friend Jennifer Wagner, who's the public information officer over at Craven County Schools, and I want everybody to know that Craven County Schools will operate on a two-hour early dismissal today, which means elementary school gets out at 1, middle school gets out at 1.30, and the high schools get out at 12.30. These are all Craven County Schools. Kindergarten will still dismiss at the same time. So, again, if you're tuning in, Craven County Schools, all schools today, will operate on a two-hour early dismissal, 1 p.m. elementary school, one thirty middle school, and 12.30 Newbern High School. So say, that, say that first
0: one again, the kindergarten. Say kindergarten.
1: Kindergarten? Kindergarten? You Sorry, said, do I sound no, like, it's a, it was, like it's a, a, a
0: Yankee? All of a sudden, kindergarten kids, it's, oh, how cute, kindergarten yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah, kindergarten. Oh, really, kindergarten.
1: Ooh, they'll still dismiss at the same time, so I just wanted to pass that along to our listeners out what there. What about Epiphany?
0: We don't know about Epiphany. I'm,
1: I'm sorry they didn't send me an email. They need to get on my list. So <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm, I
0: know I'm on, I'm on your list.
1: Yeah, you know, you're big time. <laughs> <laughs> my,
0: kids, my kids come home and go, uh, hey, we made, we made the dean's list. And I was like, yeah, I was on the dean's list the entire time I was in, in uh, high school.
1: Wow. Well, um, okay, so now. Pirates? It's time for the Pirates. Well, what's going let's on with the talk, Pirates? Let's talk, okay, got my purple on. Got my pirate ship on. you even today. wearing purple glasses. Got purple glasses, you know. So, the Pirates, first game of the season tomorrow against Western Carolina. Coach Mo and all the Pirate faithful will be there to take on Western Carolina. And, you know, it's always such a great day when we kick off the season in Greenville. And, you know, Daddy Fick. Ficklin Stadium is probably the most energetic, eclectic. I'm telling you, it's just, it's awesome to be there. My favorite part is, you know, they show the little movie and, you know, all of a sudden smoke's coming out of the tunnel and here comes the pirate. Let me tell you something.
0: Do, do the pirates have a, a, a fight song?
1: Oh, they. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say no when we close, but anyway, I get really excited, so the Pirates are are going to play, and it's an exciting time, and we're looking for a big season. You know, a um, little disappointing, the news came out this week that Big 12 decided not to uh, invite ECU in into the next steps to the conference, and... I know the Pirate faithful were pretty disappointed about that.
0: What what would that have meant if if they had taken? You know, a-
1: Big Twelve is is a big conference. You know, the only problem is it's a lot of traveling for us. And you know, those are the economics of being in a football conference are really, I never realized what goes all into that. But when you think the cost of teams traveling and what they have oh, to right. do and the housing and all of that, uh, it makes it you know difficult. And you know, I guess the dream for me would always be that we could. Get into the ACC, so we could travel in our own backyard. When you think about state and Carolina and um, South Carolina and places like that, well, South Carolina, South Carolina is not there; they're in the SEC. But you know, being able to just Maryland, it would be cool to think that we were in the area. But that's we're in the American Conference. It's a great conference. We intend to do our best to win the championship in that conference. Our other sports, you know, do well in that conference and. Um, you uh, who, know,
0: who, who's supposed to win the game tomorrow?
1: The Pirates. So, really? <laughs> You know, we, and, and we accept nothing less. There's a great article in Our State Magazine this month about – what it is to be a pirate and, and the chip we have on our shoulder pretty much because, you know, we have always felt that we are – and I, 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 I can say this because I have redheads, but we're the redheaded stepchild of the state and that, you know, we were always, you know, the party school, you know, the school you went to because you couldn't get in oh, anywhere that's simply else. Not true. You know, it is definitely not true because we have some of – the best programs in the country. The I medical mean, school in the country. The
0: medical school, the marriage and family therapy. But let me tell
1: you the undergraduate programs there are incredible. You know, when you think about the the School of Education, we have been educating teachers in the state of North Carolina for well over a hundred years. That means the kids that went to Carolina and Duke and State were probably taught by East Carolina. Some teachers. of those teachers
0: are still at Newburn. Yeah, <laughs> 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 It's not flat. <laughs> but, no, the, the, the earth is actually uh, an but, oblong. But, you know,
1: think about, our, what? think about our school of nursing, what it's done to impact no. nursing care in our state. Think about the School of Construction Management. We have the number one school of construction management in the country. We've got the, our performing arts school. Fantastic. Incredible. Fantastic. I mean, we are putting people out on Broadway that are set producers and designers and, um, you know, I- incredible voices. Uh, let me tell you this, Sandra Bullock, ECU alumni. Is she really? Absolutely, went to East Carolina. Don't so. tell,
0: don't tell Nicole. <laughs>
1: if, and
0: don't, don't anybody tell Nicole. And I just shh, shh, shh. I love that Sandra Bullock. I've, she I've, is I've, beautiful. I've always had she the hots for her.
1: But you know, we have a lot of really, oh, Sandra Bullock. we have a lot of great people that uh, went to East Carolina. <laughs> to so to all my pa- pirate, it. if you're listening, Sandra two
0: five two. To call into the show. Oh, yeah, okay,
1: okay. Yeah. So Hold on, oh, can I oh, and if it we, rains, got a, we got music in the background.
0: Well, if is that the you sing it. Sing it girl.
1: Onward to victory, go Pirates! <laughs> I'm so excited. You know, just the song, it gets you you know, my three year old granddaughter can sing this song. So it's just Oh, here we go. We are the pirates of ECU. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is I'm wonderful. I'm so excited. So big weekend for the Pirates. You know, and if the it weather. Rains,
0: if it rains the, tomorrow. It's going
1: to be good. Let, let me tell get, you something. My good friend Alan Thomas in Greenville posted it's going to rain today, tonight, tomorrow morning. Game time, 6 o'clock. Beautiful skies, cool breezes, and the Pirates will march to victory tomorrow and, night. And, so and I'm excited. I was <laughs> listening to Les
0: Still on the news this morning, and if it does rain, it's going to be purple rain.
1: Purple rain? Well,
0: See, because the pirates are purple.
1: Yes, we are. And look, we usually... Purple (laughs) rain.
0: Purple rain.
1: All right, it's enough singing. Our poor people who are listening to us are going to never come back again.
0: I could have done the whole thing.
1: But yeah, you can... And and, you know, plug for my good friend... Purple rain. Plug for my good friend Henry Hinton. He's now... um, Got a an ECU sports station. I think it's ninety six point three. Good morning, Henry. Stage. Yeah, and he is. Uh, you know, they're interviewing Coach Mode. You're going to have power play by play going on there, and it's great. And you know, come out support Coach Montgomery. This is his first year. I think he's going to do great things. We've got some great guys on the field. It's always a can great time. Can we interview a in coach? Greenville. Can I? Can we interview a coach? We'll try to call him. Let's see if we can do. Over well, the
0: Newbern High School coach.
1: Sure. Because
0: my daughter Anna is a cheerleader for Newbern High yeah. School, and she's going to be cheering at ECU. Anything
1: to help the Bears because they've been having a rough time this year. So we really wanna, we want to do everything because that is a great group of young men. They've got a lot and, you of know, heart. Now, we all know that feeling of being up on that mountaintop and having a walk through the valley. And right now they're walking through the valley, but I have no doubt that they'll get to that mountaintop again. It's just a little bit of we mm-hmm. gotta just stay behind them. <laughs> tell me,
0: I know exactly what you're saying. Uh huh. You are so bad. Yeah, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we We'll win next week.
1: (laughs) You are so bad.
0: That's Leviticus.
1: You are so bad. Um, Is there a book called Leviticus? (laughs) (laughs) You're so bad. All right, everybody. we we're, we're getting ready to wind down here because we've had a great show today. I'm just today. getting wound up. Well, I know you are, but I'm on my way to Greenville because – To do what? I'm, I'm, my Pirate's border, weekend? Yeah, Board of Visitors meeting. I'm there. You know, I, I really have committed to my university in a lot of different ways, and one of which is I serve my university on the board of – You serve everybody. F- my my Board of Visitors, and um, we're there to help support the Board of Trustees and the chancellor, our new chancellor, Cecil Staten, and we want to welcome him. This is his first year, so lots, lots of good things going on. East Carolina, I'll be over there all day today, working with the Pirates and getting ready for our big night tomorrow night. So,
0: are they thinking about having a law school? Because they really need a law school.
1: Well, you know, I'm sure things down 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 the road. But first things first, we need to take care of what we've got. To expand. You know, we have the largest um, military um, distance learning education program. ECU does. Oh yeah, we are so hooked in with the military. You could be. We have. Actually, servicemen in serving in Afghanistan that are taking online courses at East Carolina.
0: How do they go to frat parties online? <laughs>
1: when they come back, yeah. Oh. And, uh, you know, same like thing with uh, most of the classes. A lot of our classes are now distant learning. So you can you can do hospitality management is one of their big By the courses. way, if there's any
0: frats out there uh, thinking about doing online uh, frat parties, uh, I trademarked it. You owe me a nickel every time you do that.
1: Oh, you're so bad.
0: We're going to so make money bad. that way.
1: But I, I do want everybody to be safe. The most important thing to our listeners and our viewers is that you are safe today and tomorrow during the storm. Don't underestimate please, it. if you do not underestimate it, if you see flooding, please call the city. If you have a power outage, call the city. We want to make sure that you are safe. 911, use that in a case of an emergency if you are in dire straits. You know
0: what the best thing about these sort of – Otherwise,
1: su- the police department, six three three two zero two zero is the department.
0: The best thing about these storms, and I, and I know – Whatever's going to happen is it brings you all together. We're Tonight, I know me, the kids, Nicole, and the dogs, all going to be sitting on our one couch. We're going to have the Netflix on. We're going to watch our episodes of Merlin, which is a great show. <laughs>
1: and and you're, we're
0: just all going to be together. This wind may howl. The rains right. may come down. The thunder may clap. Right, but, but there's
1: a lot of people that may not have that opportunity. That, and if you don't, you know, I, I believe that right now no shelters or anything open because we don't. Expect it to be that kind of a storm, but I think you need to watch for the flooding Help and each any other pow- out. power outages. Yeah, check on your neighbors, elderly neighbors. You know, single people living by themselves, people with children, just check on them. You know, New Bernians are we're great neighbors, and we just We're need number one, to be of cor-
0: uh, He just held a finger great up. Numbers, but we're number but one. we're
1: getting ready to wind down here. I'm headed to Greenville. Um, Safe driving out there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Everybody, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for your questions and your comments all week long. We really appreciate it. It's it's great doing the show every week. I look forward to it, and I really appreciate everybody out there in New Bern, Thank you. And, uh, Lee, I hope you have an... Awesome Labor Day weekend, and uh, I am going
0: to have an absolutely phenomenal weekend tomorrow. Going to the Pirates game—that's right. And, and the last thing rain, I got to say
1: be- is, go Pirates! arg. That's it.